Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Vince Coakley, normally heard at this time, will return, but today. And today only, unless I'm informed otherwise, you've got the proud High Point native, still optimistic NC State alum, despite that humble pie heartburn I have that carried over from last night, uh, and former Channel 4 Greenville sports anchor, J.D. Hayworth. Uh, oh, yeah, and also a recovering congressman who served the great state of Arizona. And I'm so pleased again to be with you in a radio homecoming, the Carolinas Combo Cast. Not only WBT Charlotte, but WORD Greenville Spartanburg Anderson and Mercy. The word is down south, that signal's going to grow and uh, relocate, but they can tell you all about that. Number to call, 1-800-928-1110. Plenty to talk about, but let's begin with one feature of Congress that you may not really understand, and your 21st century American lifestyle may have led you to overlook oversight. Perhaps you vaguely recall its mention during an American government class sometime in your educational past, but thankfully, our founders did not overlook it. They stated clearly in Article 1, Section 1 of our Constitution that all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States. Virginia's George Mason made a compelling case for oversight of the Constitutional Convention, where he stated that federal lawmakers, quote, are not only legislators, but they possess inquisitorial powers. They must meet frequently to inspect the conduct of the public offices. Sadly, in the here and now, the conduct of some federal legislators leads casual observers to mistake congressional oversight hearings as a venue for partisan playground palaver. They fully expect one side to shout, DOTS! And the other side is expected to immediately counter, uh, no, stripes. Still other congressional hearings serve as a cure for insomnia. So deep is the dive into the technocratic that it defies description as either Republican or Democratic. Dwight Eisenhower decried such stultifying detail as sophisticated nonsense. 
My old friend and erstwhile opponent, John McCain, joked of MIGO, the acronym for My Eyes Glaze Over. And yet, and yet there are congressional hearings that compel Americans to sit up and listen. The last day of February brought a first-rate example of such an inquiry as Rebecca Kiesling testified before the House Homeland Security Committee. Though trained as an attorney, she was testifying as a mother, having lost her two sons to fentanyl in July of 2020. Her emotional testimony served as a powerful indictment of the federal government's largely ineffective response to the illicit importation of the powerful poisonous drug. Listen to cut one. If we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. We have a weather balloon from China going across our country. Nobody died, and everybody's freaking out about it. But 100,000 die every year? And nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. A hundred thousand Americans every year are having their children. Two hundred thousand, because it's both parents, right? Are having their children taken away from them. This should not be politicized. It's not about race. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. But in Washington, D.C., where politics is the principal profession and where the next political race is always the most important, elected officials did not hesitate to politicize a tearful mother's testimony. The following day, during a political field trip to nearby Baltimore, where he spoke to the House Democrat Caucus Issues Conference at an event commonly known as a congressional retreat, our politician-in-chief tried to advance the notion that he was victimized by Rebecca Kiesling's testimony. Joe Biden stood before his fellow Democrats wearing the half-grin of the cognitively challenged that he always displays when he's about to let us in on a little secret, which he thinks only he understands. You see, old Joe mistakenly thought he could invoke the name of Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican of Georgia, and use her as a rhetorical shield for his own response to the heartfelt testimony of a grieving mother. Listen to the president cut two. She, she was very specific recently, saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that I, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> Did you hear that? Joe Biden laughed. Even worse was the social media response of a Biden backer from Portland, Oregon 
Matthew Slavin, Ph.D., must have picked up his advanced degree in cruelty and profanity. Uh, get ready, because the not-so-good doctor posted the following to Rebecca Kiesling on the website LinkedIn. Quoting now, You ignorant trollop, how dare you try to score some cheap points for the traitorously criminal syndicate, criminal syndicate called the Republicans by holding your dead sons up in vain. It was Trump's fentanyl. Stupid C-word. You should go shoot yourself. Don't expect criticism of either Biden or his profane supporter in Portland from the Washington Press Corps. Most of these journalists will keep their powder dry until they can lecture conservatives over some intemperate remark from the right. Unfortunately, the oversight function also afforded the Fourth Estate by the First Amendment has transmogrified into an oft-deliberate distortion of conservative beliefs. The public sins of the left are over overlooked, often overlooked by a partisan press. But increasing numbers of Americans are not forgetting or forgiving them. And as it turns out, a few journalists are finally wising up too. Evidence of that from yet another congressional hearing. When we come back, we're just underway. It's J.D. Hayworth for Vince Coakley on the Carolina Simulcast. Don't you go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. the toll-free number to call from any place. Whether Metro Lina, Charlotte vicinity, or down 85 in the upstate of South Carolina. Oh, mercy. Next hour. Well, you can see it in a couple of newspapers. Uh, the Charlotte Disturber 
No sadness, no anger, but UNC basketball awash in resignation at the inevitable end. Meantime, down 85 in Greenville, the Greenville News, and this headline just kills me, but it's accurate. Clemson basketball dominates NC State at ACC tournament. Heck, Clemson basketball dominated my Wolfpack in all three of their meetings this year. More on that next hour, still to come this hour. North Carolina's senior senator weighs in on the cable news wars, employing one of CNN's favorite little profane terms to uh, toe the company line. That is coming up. You and I began this program with a discussion of a congressional oversight hearing the House Homeland Security Committee Joe Biden's cruel reaction, laughing, and even more cruel reaction from a Ph.D. way out in the People's Republic of Portland, an obscene reaction. Oh, sure, we have a First Amendment, but is no less a liberal than the late Fred Friendly, former President of CBS News, who then went to work for the Ford Foundation just because you have the right to say something doesn't make it right. And very curious, I alluded before the break to the fact that some journalists are smartening up to what is not liberalism, but a kind of leftist Marxism. Gosh, the book was written years ago by young Mr. Greenberg, uh, liberal fascism, but there's nothing liberal about it. Yesterday, a hearing on the House side, the Judiciary Committee, journalist Michael, Michael Schnellenberger, this is his opening statement, so he was trying to get it in in time. He's a little staccato with this, but uh, I think you can get the gist of what's going on. He is saying what has been going on involving the left Big tech and big government, with apologies to Ike, could be called a censorship industrial complex. This is cut three. The censorship industrial complex combines established methods of psychological manipulation, some developed by the U.S. military during the global war on terror, with highly sophisticated tools from computer science, including artificial intelligence. The complex's leaders are driven by the fear that the Internet and social media platforms empower populist, alternative, and fringe personalities and views which they regard as destabilizing. Federal government officials, agencies, and contractors have gone from fighting ISIS recruiters and Russian bots to censoring and deplatforming ordinary Americans and disfavored public figures. Importantly, the bar for bringing in military-grade government monitoring and speech countering techniques has moved from, quote, countering terrorism to, quote, countering extremism to countering simple misinformation, otherwise known as being wrong on the Internet. Think about that, being wrong on the Internet, having a different opinion. Obama and his minions, the O'Biden crowd, if you will, if you disagree with us, you're engaging in misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. Another journalist, Matt Taibbi, not one of my favorites, big-time lefty, but at least he's a classic liberal, and he points out what's going on at the same hearing. This is cut four. 
a traditional ACLU liberal, this mechanism for punishment and deprivation without due process is horrifying. Another troubling aspect is the role of the press, which should be the people's last line of defense in such cases. But instead of investigating these groups, journalists partnered with them. If Twitter declined to remove an account right away, government agencies and NGOs would call reporters for the New York Times, Washington Post, and other outlets, who in turn would call Twitter, demanding to know why action had not yet been taken. Effectively, news media became an arm of a state-sponsored thought policing system. Now, if, look, we always have known that the, quote, mainstream media leans to the left. But the fourth estate has basically become a fifth column for the Democrat Marxists. And for those of you who are hanging on in the Democrat party, my daddy was a Democrat, I'm a, I'm a Roy Cooper, I'm a Jim Hunt Democrat. It ain't... <laughs> It's not the same party. To prove that, right on cue, Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz attacks Matt Taibbi for accepting the GOP's invitation to testify. you got to hear this. Cut five. Mr. Taibbi, I, I want to ask about journalistic ethics and information sources. The Society of Professional Journalists' Code of Ethics asserts that journalists should avoid political activities that can compromise integrity or credibility. Being a Republican witness today certainly casts a cloud over your objectivity. But a deeper concern that I have relates to the ethics of how journalists receive and present certain information. Journalists should avoid accepting spoon-fed, cherry-picked information if it's likely to be slanted, incomplete, or designed to reach a foregone, easily disputed, or invalid conclusion. Oh, <laughs> hold on, Debbie. Look, I... How, how can I best say this? Debbie and her pals have leaked so much to Democrat reporters, she ought to be wearing Depends. But all these leaks help keep her dry and untouched. Do you remember when she hired the Pakistanis who were committing fraud? Not only on her internet site, but committee sites run by the Democrats and the House of Representatives. Boy, she walked away from that. And I'll give you a, a real-life anecdote involving your not-so-humble guest host. My first re-elect was a tough one. Al Gore sent one of his trusted lieutenants out to Arizona. And the guy lives here now. I nicknamed him Smarmy the Talking Weasel because he was. Uh, Boss Sweeney, who was then running the AFL-CIO, spent $3.8 million in 1996 money trying to uh, get me unseated. And uh, it, it was just fascinating to go through that. Well, the, uh, the desert version of the Charlotte Disturber, the Arizona Repugnant, uh, had us into the editorial board. They used to interview us separately until they wanted to start picking on me. Another story later on. Anyway, they asked my opponent, what about this huge spending by organized labor? And my opponent gets nervous and goes, ha, ha, imagine that, <laughs> all that money in some little rinky-dink congressional district in Arizona trying to, to shift the spotlight. Well, the political reporter accurately quoted the guy. 
that guy and his campaign manager jumped down the guy's throat. Don't you know you're on our side? But the guy willfully was blinded and transcribed that. Less than 12 hours later, I had a commercial on and I hung on to the seat. Does When we come back, does Tom Tillis really want to hang on to a seat in the Senate? I've got that story in Cussin' Tom next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. My fellow Wolfpackers having to feast on humble pie all day. Oh, mercy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about them Tiger Hoopsters next hour. Also next hour, the, the Charlotte Disturber goes fox hunting. And uh, mercy. Can't the Biden folks retain any sovereignty? Uh, what they've got planned with who, not what, but who, the World Health Organization, and how you can fight it. That's next hour. Right now, I asked the question before the break. I mean, I know Lindsey Graham, and I told you this, whether uh, Mr. Trump was reelected or not. Lindsey talks a good game, then he runs over. What did he do? He got on an amnesty bill just as quick as he could. But we know that, that Lindsey learned his, uh, his craft from the late John McCain. Not here to throw brickbats at the departed, but that was John's M.O. So he could you know, be a Republican that most of the press and the Democrats would like and get on TV. Uh, now, Tom Tillis apparently is following that. He's doing it a little bit differently. He's not so much a McCainiac, a Republican, as much as he is a, um, well, I guess if he's one of those George W. kind of open borders, comprehensive immigration reform, amnesty kind of guys. And Tom's feeling his oats. I mean, he got he got reelected because old Cal Cunningham uh, had a Bill Clinton problem that uh, nailed him, so to speak. 
And so maybe Tom is going to pack it in. There's some rumors he wants to run for governor. Oh, man, perish the thought. T-H-O-M, the H stands for, have you written a check to my campaign? And old Tom Tillis shows what side the bread is buttered on for him, not only with his voting record, not only with his new amnesty bill he's working, that I'm sure uh, only a Republican like Lindsey Graham or maybe George W. Bush could love, but he shows up on CNN. CNN is looking to go after Fox because Tucker Carlson and his staff got access to what turned out to be over 40,000 hours of closed-circuit video from January 6th, 2021. And so the CNN reporter comes up to Tom Tillis, and Tom opens with a barnyard profanity. This is cut six. I think it's I was here. I was down there. And I saw maybe a few tourists, a few people who got caught up in things. But when you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, I just don't think it's helpful. Well, what is not helpful? And let's, let's, let's give Tom, uh, going to be fair, CNN heavily edited what he had to say. And he, there was another interview that uh, the NBC affiliate in Charlotte, CNC, had where he's talking about, you know, one good back in 2020 when them rioters were called peaceful protesters. I'll grant him that. But I tell you what, no, I was not there January 6th, Tom. I was there September 11th. I served in the House, and you can open on the majority side, you can open the leader's desk, and in the, uh, in the drawer you can pull out on that big, long desk on the Republican side, there's a bullet hole. You know what that was from? The attack inside the House chamber by Puerto Rican nationalists circa 1954. Five, count them, five members of Congress were wounded. But what we heard for so for the last two years, this, this insurrection, the worst attack on America since the Civil War. Look, I understand hyperbole, but even Tom Tillis has to know the capital structure. This will be an imperfect analogy, but maybe it holds up in your mind. This, this is the way I think of it. The capital, I'll use a high point reference and see if, see if the high pointers will all understand. The capital is kind of like my old high school, High Point Central, a big place. The White House, though a very desirable address in terms of size, uh, is smaller, somewhere between Tomlinson Elementary School and Ferndale Middle School. An imperfect analogy, but what I'm trying to tell you is the Capitol is a huge place. There were all sorts of people there. Yes, there were malcontents and misfits and some mental patients. There were also, and we heard this from the FBI, federal agents there. You saw the video that Tucker had the other night. Available to the January 6th committee. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're going to do our own story. We're going to hire the old Good Morning America producer. He's one of us. He'll put it together the way we want it. They basically tried to have a campaign commercial. Uh, listen to the same CNN reporter who uh, Tom Tillis was talking to. Tom got a kick out of cussing in front of. Uh, 
confronted Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Listen to the CNN reporter stating his CNN-specific opinion as fact in answer asking a question to the Speaker of the House. This is cut 7A. Do you regret giving him this footage so he could whitewash the events of that day? No. Um, I, I said at the very beginning, transparency. And so what I wanted to produce for everybody is exactly what I said, that people could actually look at it. Yeah, the idea is you can look at the tape, but you hear the guy? Uh, whitewash. Then later, Speaker McCarthy actually points out the January 6th committee put together video, they did not ask the Capitol Police or anybody else about security sensitive areas showed in that video. Listen to Cut 8. An interesting thing the Capitol Police told us when we went through this is that January 6th never asked them about that, the security. So that's why they showed, unfortunately, President, uh, Vice President Pence when he was uh, being escorted out. They used my office on the escort of where he went out. They never asked the Capitol Police if that's showing security clearance that they shouldn't, which they didn't. They didn't ask me as well. See, what, what Tucker's crowd did, what Kevin McCarthy did, was go to the Capitol Police first, which is sensitive. They, they eliminated one scene. Oh, by the way, the tape that Tucker had, now it's going to be available to everybody. So there goes, that demolishes the Democrat argument. Oh, they're going to show sensitive stuff. Now the Dems are trying to cover up their blatantly political act. Coming back with more, it's J.D. for Vince. Toll-free from any place, 1-800-928-1110. Recovering Congressman, proud High Point native, NC State grad, and former Channel 4 Greenville sports anchor, J.D. Hayworth behind the mic for Vince today. Next hour, uh, basketball. <laughs> also next hour, man. You remember the the hippies used to have the bumper sticker like "Think globally, act locally." I guess to be fair, it's a it's a variation on the Jeffersonian notion that the government which governs well, Jefferson had the government which governs least governs best, but also the government closest to you can govern best. Therein lies the concept of federalism, which is a two-way street. Save all that for next hour, explaining what who is up to. That's right, what who wants to do and how you can stop it. Also next hour, presidential talk. Ron DeSantis, will he or won't he? An update on what the Florida governor is saying privately plus the not-so-secret strategy to stop Trump. And no, it ain't exclusively Republican, but it is positively swampy. All of that next hour. Speaking of the swamp, my old press secretary, Larry Van Hoos, rest his soul, 
I called him the Kentucky Polecat. His niece, Myra Van Hoos, was some kind of golfer. Played on the LPGA Tour, I remember, during my days as a sportscaster. Watching Myra Van Hoos play. Larry was a great writer, a great wit. You ask him, hey, Larry, what's what's the best club in your golf bag? He'd go, my pencil, <clears throat> making up the score. Uh, but Larry also said this uh, <laughs> from those from those old remote uh, towns way up out in the woods in the hollers. In fact, he used the other term for that line. Whenever the left would start squawking because I had popped him and the hometown newspapers would sympathize with the lefties, old Larry would say, hey, Congressman, don't you know a hit dog hollers? You're right on target. That's why we just heard that CNN reporter asking Speaker McCarthy, how do you feel helping uh, Tucker Carlson whitewash what happened on January 6th? And maybe you saw, uh, I used to call him Chuckles, Chuck Schumer, back when we would be in the House gym. Senators would come over there, too, till they got their fancy place built a while back. But Chuckles would be in the gym. Chuckles wasn't chuckling the other day. He was shouting on the Senate floor how Fox News ought to get rid of Tucker Carlson. A hit dog hollers. There were reports that Rupert Murdoch and the Murdoch family leaned on Carlson to change some of his reporting, but uh, Brett Hume, the senior commentator at Fox News, uh, has this analysis of what Tucker did and why had uh, the House played by the rules, so to speak, the Democrats wouldn't be uh, bitten in their donkey derrieres. This is 7B. The Republicans didn't really have a say on that committee, uh, and no one on that committee did any serious cross-examination, nor did the member, uh, any members of that committee insist on the videotape that we've been seeing from Tucker Carlson be aired as part of what the committee was doing. Uh, Tucker was able to construct an entirely different uh, narrative from that which was, was presented by the committee. Uh, all of this would have been unnecessary if we'd had a normally composed, properly balanced uh, committee on January 6th. Uh, the opportunity would have been there to present the video that Tucker used as well as what the members, the other members of the committee wanted to use, and this all would have been over and over and done and behind us. Yeah, it would have been, but Brett is making a valid point, but understand, with the Dems, it ain't ever public policy. It's always and forever politics and power. There was no way they were going to give up Two years of an issue claiming that Republicans and uh, the 45th president were all into violence. There was no way in H-E double hockey sticks they were going to move away from that. And so they kept it as their theme. Crybaby Adam Kinzinger, one of two renegade Republicans happy to eat the uh, Republican rat poison, that Nancy Pelosi put out, you know, you, you heard Brett mention this in passing. Let me stress this again from my own experience in Republican leadership. When I first got to the House, part of that historic majority makers class of 94, I was elected to leadership along with Zach Womp of Tennessee and Jerry Weller of Illinois. We were the freshman representatives to Republican leadership 
Uh, first time I really got to work with Newt and the guys was on uh, that steering and policy committee that in the old days was called the Committee on Committees. Our class, and we went in, and I remember talking to, to Bill Archer. He didn't want any newcomers on Ways and Means. I said, hey, Bill, you wouldn't be chairman if we didn't get elected. We got three of our colleagues on Ways and Means. We got what? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 